brought to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia. Welcome to the start of another episode of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast from Georgia Public Broadcasting. It is the last week of the regular season. The playoffs will be decided this weekend. I'm John Nelson in Atlanta, joined first and foremost by the co-pilot down in the borough, GPB's Tommy Palmer. Tommy, what is up? I tell you what, it was a great week last week, and we had some wonderful football games all across the state. A lot of people clinched last week. But, boy, you talking about some key games which are on the agenda this week, and we'll get into those in just a little bit. But let's go reflect a little bit and take a look at uh, some of the games last week, okay? All right, so let's start off in 1-7A where half of it was decided, the 1 and the 2. We know them because Lowndes comes from behind to beat Colquitt County. True, and what a great football game. One and two out of that region. Uh, I got to see some highlights of that, and I'm sure you probably did as well. Either one of these teams have a chance to be, you know, at Georgia State come early December. These are really good football teams. Lowndes very good. Colquitt very good. And, you know, 28-17, that's nothing to hang your head about. Everybody played well. And uh, you can't make turnovers in key games like that because it'll come back and bite you. And when we go into some of the, the lower classifications, one of the games that we had spot shouted was Pierce County and Appling in Blackshear, and the Bears come out on top by nine. You know, the amazing thing about it, though, there was not an offensive touchdown scored in this football game. 23 to uh, 14, the final, or, yeah, something yeah, that was 14. close anyway. 23-14, yep. not an offensive touchdown score, a scoop and a score, a uh, a kickoff return, an interception, but a great one nonetheless. But Pierce has still got work to do this week. Most people have forgotten that Pierce and Liberty are tied atop the region, and they will play this week in Hinesville. And that will set things up with that. Appling County can tie four first, but because of tiebreakers, they can't get the number one seed because it involves out-of-region results, and that's where math is involved in here. Uh, exactly. Game that went more than uh, regulation, so the, the R word went away and the O word came into play for BT and Marist, triple overtime. It's amazing. And you know, a lot of people are throwing the ball all over the place. And we've talked about this uh, ad nauseum, but I, I would be remiss if I did not mention this yet again. Blessed Trinity lines up in two tight ends and an eye formation. Air Marist lines up in the wishbone <laughs> and now occasionally throws the ball in the final 33 to 30. Really doesn't matter what you run as long as you run it well. And Blessed Trinity and Marist run their offenses and defenses very well. Then two other games before we get into the game from GPB on Football Fridays. Vidalia Metter and Swainsboro and Jeff Davis. Jeff Davis put that region back in the blender. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Metter, everything is better in Metter. Vidalia goes to Metter. It was homecoming, and that's always a scary game. And uh, Metter prevails in that one. Metter, a very good football team, GPB top 10 team. They're at number 10, I believe, in in the rankings. And, of course, uh, very deserving. Everybody I talk to in AA who's had a peek at Metter are just really raving about how good this football team is defensively. 
Swainsboro lost to Jeff Davis 21-14. Jay Sean Kirby had 176 for Jeff Davis. And you've got Swainsboro taking on Toombs County this week to figure out a part of that playoff madness. Now, let's bring in Hannah Gooden for round number one. Hannah, Football Fridays was where? We were number two, Decula versus number three, Lanier, <laughs> at the ranch, John. At the ranch. All right, so time for Q&A with Hannah for the uh, the outbound game. What's on your mind? Yeah, Decula clinched, clinched that Region 8 6A championship for the fourth straight year, and Decula's offense was absolutely clicking on all cylinders as quarterback Jarrett Jenkins threw for 228 yards and three touchdowns. The big blow, John, was a 99-yard pass from Jenkins to wide receiver Chris Scott that set a school record. That really solidified the win for I, Decula. And I think it also set a GPB record for longest offensive play from scrimmage for a touchdown in football Fridays in Georgia history. So, uh, Hannah, your takeaways from what we saw at the ranch quickly before we get into what we're going to be talking about this week. What else stuck out in your mind when it came to those two games, or those two teams going at it at the ranch? I would say what stuck out in my mind was the Longhorns just didn't have the offensive production that I expected from them. All right. Now, we'll get back with Hannah in just a little bit for all the inbound stuff. And I know, Tommy, there are a lot of places to go because we've had over two dozen region championships decided. I think we're north of 30 now, if I'm not mistaken. Mc- Correct. McEachern and North Paulding. This is another one of those regions that is kind of sorting itself out. We kind of know McEachern, Hillgrove, Marietta, North Cobb, but McEachern can't rest against North Paulding. Definitely not. These are danger games, Will Robinson. Danger, Will Robinson, as they used to You're say. You're bumbling bucket of bones? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, but these these are dangerous games this week. And uh, McEachern at North Paulding is definitely, you can't take the pedal off the metal right yet. So uh, McEachern, I, I tell you what now, uh, Coach Stevens has done just an outstanding job at McEachern coming in his first year, 9-0. and And, of course, he'd like to have that 10-0 and record heading into the playoffs next week. One other game in DeKalb County, Tucker and Stevenson for the region title. Exactly. And that's a big game, too. Tucker still hanging around with a 6-3 and record, and Stevenson is... Stevenson is eight and one and you just never know about this type football game these two teams just really get after it tooth and nail no doubt all right so let's go into the southern crescent jones county who hannah knows all about from her time catching up with head coach mike chastain and hunter coslow at quarterback jones county and stockbridge in the southern crescent oh it should be a great game jones county nine and oh and uh, Stockbridge, of course, 7-2. and two. Stockbridge has lost a couple of games, which kind of shocked a few people. Dutchtown and uh, Jones County, of course, 9-0. and oh. Stockbridge, still a really good football team. But th- this is for region placement as far as I am concerned in this one. Jones County has just really been lights out all year long. All right, couple in central Georgia. And let's start with Coffee and Lee. I think that this one is not going to have a lot of points scored in it. No, Coffee's been really good defensively. They're seven and two. I think they lost to Valdosta twenty-eight to seven, and then Lee County comes back and beats Hoko last week twenty-four to twenty. So Lee County eight and one on the year. Coffee seven and two, and we all know about one six A. This is a tough, tough region, and any of the four that you get out of there is not going to be a prize. Trust me. 
Warner Robins and veterans, and uh, you have a first-year head coach at Warner Robins, and you have a, a, a guy in Milan Turner who has really been, pardon the pun, turning heads with his time in Kathleen. This one's a big one. Yeah, very big game. And and I would call this a game that uh, veterans is really looking forward to. And, of course, I'm sure Warner Robins is really looking at it this, the very same way. I mean, you got two teams from the same county. Warner Robins is 8-1. and one, Veterans is 8-1. and one. Statesboro beat veterans back several weeks ago. And, uh, you know, it, it was one of those shockers to a lot of people around the state. But Veterans has just really gone through the entire region schedule. And here they are with the key game of the year, final game of the year. And it'll decide one and two in that region. Another one in central Georgia, and it's the focus of our columns this week. We're going dueling head coaches. Dublin put 77 on Swanee in, in a game that had 125 total points, 758 yards of offense Correct, for Dublin, sir. rushing for 758 and 11 scores against Swanee, putting 77 on the board. And it's up against Washington County at the Shamrock Bowl. Waco comes in 6-3. and three. I'll give you a little snippet here. Uh, Dublin's yardage, 758, is the 8th most yardage rushed for in the nation by a high school football team so i'll have more goodies for you in my blog tomorrow about the dublin irish and dublin will pair up with early county in round one and of course you know brooks and fitzgerald and all those familiar names thomasville down out of region one are going to pair up with region three craziness when it comes to double a that's going to be you've got the region of doom and double a going up against the dublin region that's going to be some tremendous first round action now as we kind of drift our way down south a couple that i wanted to focus on where and the wayne train going at it for the last week wayne and richmond hill actually canceled their game this past week so the teams could focus on the games this week it's amazing, isn't it? Ware County, who who we thought was struggling, but you wake up and it's they're six and three on the year. Wayne County is seven and one on the year, and this one's for all the marbles in that five A region. Going to be a good, good football game. Ware County's very good. Wayne County very good. Lot of talent. And if you're looking for a place to go and your team's not playing, I would suggest Ware County, Wayne County would be a good start. And then also in that round robin that we were talking. Talking about in AAA involving Pierce and Appling and Liberty. Pierce and right. Liberty. Pierce at nine and zero. Liberty six and one. And this one is in Hinesville. That's correct. And uh, the folks at Pierce are not thrilled about going to Liberty to play this one. And uh, as you can imagine, nine and zero Pierce sitting there. Liberty County is only six and one. They had a couple of postponements simply due to weather situations, but they've only played seven games. But Pierce is nine and zero, and boy, are they rolling! This is a good football team. But do not take Liberty County lightly. They are very good. They've got a great program built in Hinesville at Liberty County. Last one before we get into football Friday's game of the week: Toombs County and Swainsboro. We talked about it. A little bit in, in the games that were the the outbound half of the show. Toombs County six and two, Swainsboro seven and two, but Swainsboro's coming off that loss to Jeff Davis and Lance Helton. You know, um, I, I don't want to accuse anybody of looking ahead, but sometimes that happens. And of course, Jeff Davis with a big win, and Jeff Davis played lights out against Swainsboro. You got five teams: Toombs, Swainsboro, Vidalia, 
Jeff Davis, and Metter playing for four spots. And when the dust settles Friday night about midnight at at, at somebody's park, somebody's heart's going to be broken because there's only going to be four of those really good football teams that can go to the playoffs. And there are five really outstanding football teams in Region 2 AA, John. Swains- no doubt. Swainsboro gets the chance to reclaim the region title with a win against Toombs County this Friday night. Right. Let's bring in Hannah Gooden to fill us in on all the other stuff this week at GPB. So, Hannah, the last game of the regular season is what? We will be live from the Eagles' Nest in Milton, Georgia, for North Forsyth versus defending state champion Milton. I cannot believe it's the last week of the regular season. The Eagles are six and three, four and zero in region play. Will win the region five seven a title for the second straight year with a victory over the Raiders. But North Forsyth is six and three, three and one in region play. They missed the opportunity to make this game a region showdown when they lost their first region game last Friday against rival West Forsyth, 22-21. We know what happens if Milton wins on Friday, John, but what happens if the Raiders can pull this one out? The Raiders! Sorry, I had to do my Chris Berman there for a second. (laughs) I I believe it's referred to as chaos. So if Milton wins, they're the region champ. North Forsyth wins. It's a three-way dance, and there's math involved, and no one said that there'd be math on the show, Tommy. Yeah, and, and that's not your strong suit, you no, told me. No, 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 it is not my strong suit. And, and here's a, a little note of trivia. Four of North Forsyth's nine games have been decided by one point. They're two and two in those, and the offensive line coach and the assistant head coach up at NOFO, Cecil Flo. Are you serious? Serious. That is huh. the that is a Matt Stewart reference. Cecil Flo is the offensive line coach and assistant head coach up at North Forsyth. Wonderful, wonderful. Boy, didn't he do a great job down at Parkview. Tommy, big time playmakers on both sides here. What are your thoughts on this game? Uh the last one to touch the ball is gonna <laughs> win the game. Ah, <laughs> he ain't lying. That's great. I mean, that's the way it's going to be with this particular thing that could go into a three-way dance. And you know that with a guy like Cecil Flo as the head coach, you know that he's going to love a game in the trenches with the running oh, games yeah. and things like that. I mean, if you just take it from the Parkview teams of the past, Tommy, what we know about Cecil, it's going to be fun watching the line play. Yeah, and the uh, clock really runs a whole lot faster than you want it to if you're on the other side and you're trailing. Trust me. All right, the Eagles are 4-1 all-time over North Forsyth. They won 49-23 in 2018. We'll just have to wait and see what happens on Friday. Our broadcast is set for 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. We'll be televised on GBB Sports and streaming live on Facebook, Twitter. Download that GBB Sports app to take us on the go and follow us at GBB Sports. We are talking about this game all week there. The Raiders. It's the Raiders and the Eagles. What John said. E A G L Eagles. Eagles. It's the Eagles and the Raiders. I I don't know what else to say. I think I don't I I I, I don't even have a comeback for that. I think I'm I've sorry. Stunned you both. I think that's uh, that's what we're looking at here. And uh, what North Forsyth also what North Forsyth is chasing when it comes to a region champ. One other region title in the school's history. And I want to say it was back in 2001. Bruce Miller was the head coach at North Forsyth that year. Wow. So that's wow. that's the history that we're chasing with all this stuff. Tommy, last thoughts as we head into the last weekend of the regular season. Listen, this is a ball to talk about football each week. I look forward to talking next week. And 
Hopefully, we won't have any of those mini games oh, on sure Monday to talk about. That is a possibility. You do realize that. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it is a possibility and a probability. So there's going to be some busy folks on Monday at a school to be determined because sometimes they don't go to math. They settle it on the field. And so Monday night or Monday afternoon late at some schools to be determined. And that's when you get to, to take out your pencils and make sure all your matchups are squared away. Print your brackets, folks. It's going to be a long night. It's going to be a fun weekend. And remember, single A is done by power rankings, and so there's math there, and that's not going to be disclosed until the early part of next week, but you'll have a good idea heading in as to what's going on. So that is it for another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. As always, thanks to Hannah for putting up with me sitting to my left. Thanks to Tommy, the co-pilot. As always, my best friend down there in the borough. You can reach us at gpb.org slash podcast. Subscribe to us for free anywhere your favorite podcasts are found can also find me on your Amazon speaker. I run down the top five teams and their games of the week. Just say to your smart speaker, hey, Alexa, ask GPB for John's top games of the week. Once again, reminder, follow the GPB sports team on Twitter and Facebook. Friday, it's Milton. It's North Forsyth. The region battle, region championship hanging in the balance in Region 5, 7A. Broadcast starts at 729, kickoff about 737. Our podcast is produced by the irreplaceable Sean Powers. The Football Fridays in Georgia podcast is a production of Georgia Public Broadcasting. Play it safe, everybody. We'll see you at the game. Brought to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia.